0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a senator releases his hold on Trump administration nominees now that he says he has the info he was seeking. Federal contractors barred from doing business with the government are still being allowed to do so because of seemingly clerical errors. Members of Congress are taking another shot at possibly dissolving certain federal agencies. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senate Whistleblower Protection Caucus Chairman Chuck Grassley has removed his hold on two Trump administration nominations after the White House shed more light on the firings of two inspectors general. Grassley earlier this month held up President Trump's picks for the director of the National Counterterrorism Center and the State Department's Undersecretary for Arms Control and International Security. But Grassley said the White House provided more details into the president's firing of IGs for the State Department and intelligence community. Meanwhile, Grassley has joined Senator Gary Peters in introducing the Securing Inspector General Independence Act. The bill would require any president to give Congress a detailed reason for removing any IG from office. Agencies are awarding contracts to vendors who have been suspended and debarred because of a simple data exchange shortcoming. A new report from the General Services Administration's Inspector General found the agency failed to update tools like GSA Advantage or eBuy in a timely manner when a contractor is excluded from federal work. Auditors say the data input problems range from agency selecting the wrong classification type to simple mistakes like entering the incorrect addresses. The IG made two recommendations which GSA agreed with. The Green Building Advisory Committee drafted a letter to the General Services Administration recommending the federal landlord pilot renewable energy outleasing. Renewable energy outleasing means GSA would lease out unused space such as rooftops and parking lots to solar energy providers. Profits from the lease would go into the Federal Buildings Fund. The draft letter recommends three historic federal courthouses in North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania as good candidates for a pilot. Not every bill costs taxpayers a trillion dollars. This one would help the Treasury deal with small change. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temen. Like two sides of a coin, this U.S. Mint bill has a Republican and Democratic sponsor in Maggie Hassan and Mike Enzi. It would let the Mint, for the duration of the pandemic, tweak the metal content in coins. In theory, it would let the Mint churn out more coins to cope with a national shortage from less commerce. It would also save the Treasury up to $17 million. I'm Tom Temen. A leading Democrat on the House Homeland Security Committee introduces a bill to make disinformation a top concern for the Homeland Security Department. The Protecting Against Public Safety Disinformation Act would require DHS's Office of Intelligence and Analysis to study the impact of disinformation on homeland security threats. The bill from Congresswoman Lauren Underwood would also require DHS's Science and Technology Directorate to develop and recommend ways to counter disinformation threats. The agency would also have to brief Congress on its findings. Another congressional effort to eliminate some federal agencies, Florida Congressman Ross Spano and Senator Rick Scott introduced the Federal Agency Sunset Act. The bill would set up a temporary federal commission to propose recommendations for eliminating certain agencies. The commission would also study inefficiencies in government and determine what government functions could be relegated to the private sector. The bill would also allow the commission to fast-track recommendations in Congress. Commissioners must introduce resolutions within 60 days of making proposals in Congress, and Congress must bring resolutions to the House and Senate floor for consideration within 90 days of introduction. A new survey is gauging just how ready industry is to help government get a zero trust environment. Federal World News Network's Jason Miller has details. GSA and ACT IAC are assessing the products and services to help agencies improve cybersecurity through a zero trust framework. The agency and the industry association released a request for information to gauge contractors' maturity around zero trust. The seven questions focus on how products and services align with specific Zero Trust policies or requirements, as well as asking vendors to share current and future use cases as examples of implementation. This is the second phase of a joint effort to assess the current and future markets for Zero Trust. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office is wondering just how accurate those annual cost of living adjustments for federal retirees really are. GAO says the Bureau of Labor Statistics can't be sure it has adequate data to produce consumer price indices. It's unclear whether those CPIs are truly reflecting what retirees pay, where they shop, and what they buy. BLS says budget challenges have prevented it from collecting more accurate data, but GAO says there are more cost-efficient ways to collect and then set more accurate consumer price indices. Two senators want to give TRICARE recipients some relief during national emergencies. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Senators Roger Wicker and Kristen Sinema introduced a proposal to waive prescription drug copays for TRICARE beneficiaries during a national or public health crisis. The lawmakers say the proposal will help those who are unable to get to a military treatment facility to fill prescriptions. There's no copay at those facilities. TRICARE drug copays increased this year to try and offset some health care costs. The increase ranged from $3 to $10, depending on the drug and delivery method. Scott Masioni, Federal News Network. Chief Master Sergeant Joanne Bass will be the first woman to lead as the top enlisted airman in the Air Force. Bass currently serves as the command chief master sergeant for the second Air Force at Keesler Air Force Base. Bass will serve under General Charles Brown, who is expected to take over as chief of staff of the Air Force this summer. Bass will assume the top enlisted position from Califf Wright. Thousands of workers at one of the Navy's largest private shipyards went on strike this morning. Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports. Employees at Bath Ironworks voted overwhelmingly to reject the company's final contract officer and start picketing. It's the first strike in 20 years for Machinist Union Local S6. The shipyard, one of two that produces destroyers for the Navy, was already about six months behind on its production schedules, partly because the coronavirus pandemic halted its hiring efforts. The company has been trying to use non-union subcontractors to fill those gaps, one of the issues that led to the strike. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And there's a plan to help restore annual leave for some federal employees working through the pandemic. Here's Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Certain employees will be able to reclaim their annual leave they had to cancel because their services were needed to respond to the pandemic. The Office of Personnel Management says these employees will be able to hold on to the annual leave they'd otherwise have to forfeit under the usual use or lose carryover rules. OPM says it'll write new regulations that explain this in more detail. The policy won't apply to federal employees who called off their vacation or canceled their leave due to pandemic travel restrictions. OPM says these employees are expected to use their leave before it expires at the end of the year. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network